G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of the 23rd Man. Liam, how are you doing today? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, what's been happening with you lately, mate? Anything exciting oh, you want to discuss? Uni's ramping up, so mm-hmm. getting yeah. into a bit of that, but still focusing on this, of course, on the podcast. Of course, Every mate. week, every Tuesday now. Yes, yeah, so um, we've moved our uh, podcast recordings back to the Tuesdays from now on, just because um, with external work commitments and university and stuff. stuff. Yeah. So we've pushed it back a day. Um, it gives us a bit more time to get everything sorted out and keep up with all the news in the AFL, which there is a lot of at the moment. Got a lot to talk about. Today. Oh, round uh, round twenty one was insane. It was a it was a good round. Lots so, of lots of news coming out of this uh, this round. Well, that's it. Um, but yeah, um, let's get cracking let's with, get our, started. with our Friday game. Um, so Friday night was Geelong versus GWS Giants at GMHBA. And well, this set the tone for the rest of the week, didn't oh, it? This it game? did set the tone. Right. So this was a huge win by GWS. Oh. It's very gutsy. Let me just name some of the players that they had out. They so had they, had, they had Kelly, Davis, Hopper, Cornelio, Tom Green, Hogan, and Finlayson all out. And they're and players who would be in their top 22. Yeah. So basically almost half of their best 22 out in Geelong. No crowd. Friday night. Josh Kelly was also a laid out. There was quad tightness he went out with two yeah, hours before so the game. It's just a massive win by them. Oh, well, I mean, they won, you know, by 19 points as well. And Geelong almost came back. Uh, I did, yeah... The um reason that GWS were able to win that game is they just came out on fire. They did. Like, their hot start. They just came out with abs- something to prove. They absolutely threw the cats. And it also, it also proves more that they're so difficult to predict. Well, what they snap Geelong's I think eleven games. 14, 14 out of fifteen Geelong won, and exactly. now now that's been uh, fourteen out and of sixteen at the Cattery, no- nonetheless. Either where the cats have almost a ninety win percent in Geelong so just GWS came out against all odds and managed to get that win and it keeps their final hopes alive doesn't well, it they're in the top 8 so all they have to do is win their last two games and they're in well Green uh, Toby Green was huge that game as well with four goals and you know, always is huge for them however did you see with that incident with Patrick Dangerfield yes we'll get into that uh, later in the episode but I want to talk about Tim Taranto uh, huge game 34 touches and two goals and nine tackles as well. Just the a great piece in the midfield for them. He's been he's been a bit poor the last few weeks. Uh, they've tried to move him up forward, but he isn't a forward. But um, playing that midfield role again and kicking a couple as well. Um, great game by him. I was also um quite impressed with Sam Taylor in defence for the Giants. Sam Taylor was huge. He was he held um Hawkins, who is in the running. Um, well, is one of the Coleman leaders. He only held it, he held him to a goal. Um, what do you have? Seventeen intercept possessions, something like that. It's just massive to do that against against a player of Tom Hawkins' caliber, well, and just to be able to defend him the way Sam, he did. Seb Taylor's had an interesting last couple of years. So debuted in uh, twenty nineteen, played in that grand final, and then in twenty twenty he had an infection. I think I forgot what type of infection it was, but he was bedridden. He was in hospital. And he um, lost a lot of blood, lost a lot of weight, and he had to learn how to really walk again. And to see him just come back and, you know... Play the way he's playing. That's it. 
just very so, very inspirational yeah, so impressive but yes um giants get that win there and shock geelong yeah so. let's uh move on to our saturday games so big one here carlton and gold coast uh did you see uh old mate daniel gorringe I was not able to watch this game, unfortunately. No, did you see what he said? Oh, no. He said if uh, Carlton lose, he'll get a Stuart do, uh, Jude tattoo. Uh, on oh, him. I did see yeah, that, actually, so yes. Yep, now, so he's gonna have to, now he's going to have to um, get a tattoo. People want him to get a tramp stamp. <laughs> tramp stamp. Absolutely. I'd say that's the most likely area he's going to get it done, but... Get it somewhere where you can cover it. He's getting it done on the um, on a list cloggers episode, so I'm going to be watching that and seeing exactly where he gets that tattoo. Mm, but uh, one thing you take out from that game, you never bet on Carlton. Their season's over, so they're in all sorts of trouble with two well, weeks to go. Carlton are now 13th, you know, and what a game behind. They're or something just like that. They're yeah, they're just in all sorts of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, Miller again, huge. 34 Miller, yeah. touches, two goals. He was definitely That's best a, on he's ground. He's a lock for All-Australian. Yeah, he was definitely best on ground. Um, another thing for me is um, I saw a lot of vision from the game where Gold Coast just wanted the ball more for majority of the game, and that says to me that Carlton don't show enough heart or enough fight. So is there a culture issue at Carlton? Because you, well, can't, you can't put everything on David Teague because... The coach comes out with a game plan, and the players have to execute that game plan. But the players aren't executing. Sure, sure David T could have not a very good game plan, but the players have been the ones that have let him down more than the coaches let them down, in my opinion. Well, when you say that, that's how that's how it should be, and that's how it should be interpreted. But I, it then really again, isn't. it comes. It all comes all back co- to Teague. Yeah, it all um, comes back to the coach. That's that's the media and the personality around football. Um, but I'd say the players definitely do have. Something I think to do. it's the do first you, time. Do you, I... think, do you think it's to do with leadership group as well? So like you know, Paddy Cripps is he the right fit for captain? Well, Paddy Cripps has been poor ever for the last couple of years. He really hasn't turned into the player we thought he would. He's the second best player in that midfield. You could even make a case that Ed Kerner is ba- playing better than him this season. So, do you think that Carlton makes some changes to their? Well, captaincy? they've had they've got the whole footy department review. Um, mm, that's true. So, I think everything's gonna unfold at the end of the season. Um, I think Carlton are in a very interesting place at the moment. I think Teague's gone; has to be gone. Oh, especially he's under when, enormous pressure. Especially he's when just you've not got, getting it done. Especially when you've got. Nathan Buckley and Alistair Clarkson as free agents, you could say, um, that are out there that could potentially be looking for a job. I think he he has to go. Yeah, no, Unfor- it's unfortunate. It it was promising at the start of his coaching career, but unfortunately, I just don't. It think just he's, never materialized. I just don't think he stays. All mean, right. When was the last time Carlton made the eight as well? It was twenty. Uh, 13 yeah, eight years ago and that was like only that. because of Essendon yeah Essendon getting removed yeah so that, that's scandal. the only reason why they did win a final they beat the Tigers um, in an elimination final but yeah, they've been was... poor for the last eight years and they're just going nowhere at the moment and yeah, this, so lo- this loss promise, to Gold Coast just shows they promised results and haven't delivered no so alright let's get cracking with our Richmond versus North Melbourne game um, last week I, I gave the uh Gave the ruse a shot here, but the Tigers were able to uh, pull out with a 33-point well, victory. It was promising signs by North, but 
I think they'd be disappointed with how Richmond got the game on their terms and how they were just and, they, and with, they were able to keep themselves very composed. And with Richmond. the final with the final margin too, I think they'd be pretty pretty disappointed in that. In um, yeah, because it was a close game club. all the way up until the fourth, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so they I think they'd be they'd be happy with the first half effort, but I think they couldn't stick with it. I think they'd be pretty disappointed with that game. Mm. Well, this was definitely a big win for Richmond as they keep their they save their season. Yeah, they keep their final hopes alive. But so they're, they're tied with Essendon, St Kilda, and Frio, um, but are only behind the Bombers but on percentage. Is it too late? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Um, well, then again, next week they've got Hawthorne, and we all know yeah. we all know about that game. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think they'll make finals. I think. Um, Essendon and GWS are going to solidify themselves and Eagles I reckon that when we get to that game they were able to show why they're a finals team yeah um, well um, Luke Davis uh, Uniac with a career high 38 touches yeah 38 previous uh, career high before that was uh, 28 so just getting 10, 10 extra touches on his career high that's a great shows game for him improving Definitely. Um, Hall had 38 as well, but that's to take nothing away from Davy Zuniak. Um, great game from him. Um, Zohar kicked four as well yeah, for the so Roos. North are starting to show that they can be a good side, mm. but obviously this isn't the year that they're going to do anything. They're bottom of the ladder. Yeah, well, can, but, the Roos led by 20 at halftime against Richmond, but yeah, they just slipped. Yep. Uh, let's move on to uh, Adelaide and Port. So not not a great game that showcased a whole lot of skills, but it was entertaining. It was as more showdowns. of a grinded out win, yeah, wasn't so it? So it was entertaining as showdowns always are. The one thing with me is Port continued to win, but every win just seems to be like this. Just seems to be a grind grind out win against these bottom ten sides. So I'm still not, even though they're tight or. One half a game back from top of the ladder. Well, I'm top still four is so I'm, close. I'm still not sold on them. I'm I'm really still not sold on them. Mm, well, you know they were able to show the resilience because the Crows did lead most of the game there. Um, you'd expect a team like Port Adelaide to smash that. Yeah, and we, that's what we said last week. We did say that we were thinking Port Adelaide would run all over. Well, I think Adelaide. Here. I think one thing um, that Port need to take their game to the next level in the finals is Charlie Dixon has to play at his best. He only got one goal this game, didn't he's, he? He's playing horrible. No, I, I said it I said it a few episodes ago. Charlie Dixon is overrated. Everyone calls him King Charlie. He's not he's not the king. He's, well, he's been he's, he's been pretty poor this season. I think that's just to do with um his history and out there. He's getting as, older. As you, as you said, this season he hasn't been up to scratch or up to what he's hyped up to be. So I do agree with you in the un, in the overrated section for this season. Um, but as we say, when he's on, he's on. Like, yeah, when he's on, he's on. But how often are you going to get that? Oh, you, and how, you'd hope. Do you a think bit more you're going to get that in the finals? You'd hope. I don't a think bit more he's going to show up. Oh, well, we'll have to see because they're making finals. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see whether they get that double chance they will yeah um they're two games ahead of brisbane and sydney they're solidified so the top, top four, four is pretty much locked yeah. up is it top four is locked okay um a big talking point from this game as well alira Lear. he won the showdown medal he had 21 disposals 16 of those were intercepts and five contested marks huge game. that is crazy to me i was watching that game at the time and just wow this he, round he is did everything defenders 
oh he just did everything that he needed to do as a defender um and you know icing on the cake took the took a intercept mark with 30 seconds to go to stop a adelaide push into their forward 50 but that's just a great game from him in a and especially in such a you know hyped up game like a showdown is you know to come out there and he's against the likes of boke wines um you know led those guys who are projected to win the medal but he he just he came stepped out. up the whole season, oh. so he's been he's been elite for them. No, um, so he came over from what Sydney, Sydney, um, yeah, to Sydney Port didn't Adelaide. Sydney didn't get much in return for him, so they'd be spewing about that. Oh, the what the, what he's been able to do, um, especially in that game in the um, in the back line, um, I was just very impressed watching that. And, yeah, yeah, um, agreed. Also, Tex Walker was an out for that game as well. Um, we'll come back to that a bit later, but. Um, at the moment, he's serving, I think it's a six-match ban. Yeah, so we'll get into that at um, a later time in the podcast, but let's move on to our next game. Um, so, St. Kilda and Sydney. Another upset. So, Saints get the job done. It was unexpected, but they keep their finals chances alive. Well, that's it. it like, top four, so close. And then the race the, for the eight, so close as well. There's, it, it's there's just a good exciting. five teams, six teams in there that could make the eight. It's... I feel like every game we speak about, we're saying they're keeping their finals chances alive, or they're, lo- they're losing their finals chance. It's one or the other. I mean, both both of us picked Swans to get this game as well, didn't we? Oh, the Swans—they finally dropped one, but I think it's their first off game in a while, so you can't really—you you wouldn't expect a repeat next nah, week I'm from not, them. I'm not—I'm not worried about Sydney losing this game. Um, it's, it's whatever. Jack Steele was huge that game as well. He um thirty four touches, a goal, seven tackles, and six clearances. He has to be all Australian. Yeah, as well. I'd, I'd put him in my all, all Australian side as well. Um, well, the Saints had multiple goal kickers, so they mm-hmm. had Higgins with four, Kent yep. with three, and King with two. Mm-hmm. If they want to make if finals, they need that type of reduction. The well, last that's it. I mean, King King didn't even finish the match due to um groin. Uh, he had a groin problem and exited the match early um but yeah that forward line they need that type of production mm. if they're going to make finals and it hasn't been anywhere near that type of production all year and that's no. why they're so low well King's when they were predicted the to be you know top six or something well in saying that um king is in form at the moment definitely yeah. over his past couple of games he has kicked sure. multiple goals but now you know Higgins is stepping up. The rest of the goals. That's what. Yeah. That's what they need. And to do it against the Swans, who have been in form over the last couple of weeks, that it's was a, good a win. huge win for them. Um, Franklin was also limited. He only had two touches at halftime and only finished the game on one goal. And you know, especially against Sydney, if you can, you know, stop. Who was Franklin, playing on him? Could not tell you. I don't remember who was playing in the back line. Uh, probably Howard. Dougal Howard. Dougal Howard, who yeah, would be? Yeah, well, still, I mean, just... I'd say Key Backman. Exactly. Well, even the, even in saying that, the Saints' defence, to be able to stop um, Franklin was huge. Yep. Um, also, an out for that game, uh, Callum Mills, he withdrew just before the game with as well. With Achilles. With the Achilles. So yep. that's a big loss for Sydney straight away. Yeah. Um, but still, had you know, one player, doesn't, one player doesn't... Yeah, had to change over the multis really quick uh, before got the void, game. So. Um, but yeah... Um, well, Swans are now hold the, still hold the sixth position and the Saints are in that tight group with Essendon, Richmond and Frio. Yep. All right. Let's move on to our Sunday games. So we had uh, Hawthorne and Collingwood. So I'll admit I was wrong. 
Yeah, I was Hawthorne, right. Hawthorne will not win the Wooden Spoon. They've won their last two games. No, they now they move ahead not, of. They now move ahead of Hawthorne. They will not. Ah, uh, sorry, Collingwood. Uh they will not win the Wooden Spoon. So, I was wrong. I'll admit it. I was not expecting their last two games. Uh, obviously, tipped against them, but um, yeah. Well, last week you said Collingwood would get this game after their performance against the Eagles. But insane. Um, Collingwood put in a good effort to come back. But just wasn't enough. No, and Hawks got out to that fast start, and they were able to kind of. Tom Mitchell, control. ball magnet, forty-four touches and a goal. Insane, unstoppable. Insane. No, he, I, th- I think he was fourteen or so touches ahead of the next best player. Yeah, something like that. And Huge. That ju- even though the majority of them are handballs, you know he's doing the job. Yeah, um, that's exactly what a midfielder should be doing. And yeah, to get forty-four in a game is insane. Yep, agreed. All right, uh, let's move on to. Uh, another Sunday game so we had the Dogs and the Bombers I've got three words two metre Peter two metre Peter that's it three words that's uh, all I need to say me, for me this was game of the round e- even though I'm a Dons fan um, yeah entertaining seven goals for just Peter watching Wright. it um, well we were in our group chat at the time and he had a I think he got to about five and just Huge. I just kept saying like wow watch him go um He's coming into his own as a key forward for Essendon. You know they did. This put, is what they they left. They, they left Hooker out of the side, and Peter is stepping up. Yeah, in that forward Hooker's line. Hooker's been out of form the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunate for uh, Josh Bruce. Yes. Tore, tore his ACL in the last um, ten seconds of the last game. ten seconds of the game. He was having a career year, and this was his first chance for a premiership. So, really disappointing stuff for for the Dogs, and they lose their um, key forward. So it puts them in need, a very rough position. They're going to have to have other players step up. Norton, Yugel Hagen, those players are really going to have to fill in have the boots. To now. Yeah, um, but it's an unfortunate injury. It really um, is. It showed there was a lot of sportsmanship as well. Did you see Stringer? Essendon, yeah, Stringer. All those players guys lifting him up. Hind, they all, um, you know, stayed with Made him. Made sure he was okay. Um, I think that's just good sportsmanship. Um, this game as well. I'm just so impressed by the midfields of both these clubs. You know, everyone stepped Huge up. performances. McRae had 37. Bontempelli had 34. Merritt, 30. You know, all the guys who should be stepping up did. Stepped up. Um, so. I was also quite impressed with Sam Draper in the ruck going against Tim English. So, uh, I think he finished with 39 hitouts. And he that's had... a domination. Yeah, he had four clearances and that's what it needed to be done. Um, just that midfield uh, with Sam Draper in the ruck and then... When Stringer goes in there, I think there were two possessions in a row. Um, Draper knocked the ball to Stringer, and Stringer just sent it straight into the forward line, hitting up Peter Wright for well, one of his goals. That's why Stringer's playing in that in that midfield. Oh, he's, he's doing amazing. Um, Adam Trelaw also is also first came back. Yep. Um, now they're waiting on Josh Dunkley to return. Yeah, exactly. The Bulldogs just have such an such a crazy side. You know, so many big names, and Trelaw back was definitely good, and he, he didn't miss a beat. Um, finished with twenty two touches. Um. Also, Mason Redman. Um, he's gone so to the. That was a horrible suspension. Exactly, Essendon have gone to challenge it. So he tackled um Bontempelli, and in my opinion, holding the ball. Yep. Um, all day of the week. Too. Um, just Bontempelli hit his head, and that's not a dangerous tackle, and that's not a suspension. Is is that just the AFL and the umpires protecting you know one of the higher players? Oh or- no, I don't believe that. So you think if that happened to anyone... Bontempelli's not a golden child of the AFL. Um, nah. He's I a don't, protected species, I don't, maybe. I don't think so. 
Um, but I reckon um, Essendon will win the challenge. If you're going to say anyone's protected species, it's Joel Selwood. <laughs> Did you see that not? Yeah, so if anyone's a protected species, it's him. So I don't agree with Bontepelli being a protected species but mm. well i don't agree with the suspension yeah, either regardless i think essendon will win that challenge and um, redmond will be playing next week but you know uh, who knows at this point um, all right let's move on to our final sunday game uh Fremantle versus brisbane and i gave the dockers a shot here um with brisbane being out of form but brisbane i tipped brisbane brisbane get back into form yeah. at the exact lions, right time lions get a much needed win and joe danaher stood up with four goals well, this it, it boosts their confidence, especially heading into September. Danaher's four goals, you know, that he gives him his confidence back This as is well. the type of production it's a win they, they need. Ne- yeah, yeah, that's um, a win that they needed. So, Frio just looked off all day, and Andy Brayshaw had a very costly suspension. Um, now, he's going to miss the huge game on... Uh, on the weekend against West Coast. Mm, That's a big loss as well, especially with midfielders out, like Fife and everyone. Huge loss. So So this could potentially, you know... Well, that that game's going to be a mini-final. So, um, yeah, huge loss. Um, But, yeah, the Lions were just dominant all all night there. So that was played at Optus. Um, And Dockers lose heaps of percentage on that game as well. Yeah, they never really had a good percentage in the first place so now they have to win by being clearer not my, not, I, I, I can't even think of any positives for Frio from that game it was yeah. just an absolute not going know, well into next week either alright let's uh, move on to a Monday night game it's good to have a Monday night game I did I did attend this and uh, West Coast versus Melbourne what a weird game this was oh, so there was a there was a, there was a lightning delay um, so we all got told so we were wondering why the player was being stopped. Umpire raised both of his hands, and then it came over the PA that um, the game has been delayed because there was lightning around the stadium. I didn't see any, uh, but we we got told we weren't allowed to leave and we had to stay in this, inside the stadium. So mm-hmm. we had to wait around 30 minutes, have well, a beer. It was a very wet game as well, wasn't it? Like yeah, it got drenched. Yeah. Got absolutely drenched. Um but that fourth quarter went on for 59 minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds. It was, I've never seen a quarter like that. Mm, well, 30 of those minutes were players back in, back down in the rooms. Well, more more importantly for the Ds, they get top spot, but... Um, They're only ahead by two premiership points, aren't they? Yeah, so that draw was nice for them. But, um, yeah, the, the umpires are poor in this game. Um, you can't. They were poor. I, in this I admit. Game. I admit there were some there iffy were t- sections, but you can't. You in can't the last put a quarter, loss on umpires. I'm not, but I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm putting the loss on the umpires. I'm saying that the umpires were poor. I'm not saying that. Are you saying, yeah, but we lost the game. We had so, a horrible. So you're saying, you're saying we, I know. I get they're your team. I get they're your team. But if it was the other way around, would you be saying the umpires were poor? Yeah, I've said mm. that before. So. The umpires were poor. I'm not saying we lost the game in, because in, of them. In the last 30 seconds, that was 50 That meters. was a horrible decision. That and then was, he wasted 10 Matthew seconds. Nichols had the audacity to tell Elliot Yo, you're delaying the game, when um, Petty literally held the ball between his legs for a good five seconds after Darling marked it. couple holding the ball holds in the last uh, last quarter as well. The one takeaway I get from this game is the Eagles still can't play four quarters, but they showed that 
this is one thing. They showed promising signs in the fourth quarter. They showed desperation. I said to my... Um, well, they were taking risks. They were taking risks. That's, that's what, what I mean. In that last quarter, we showed desperation. And, you know, I said, why don't, why don't we play like that all the time? So we played this methodical approach to You've the game. You've always played kick, no mark, risk, kick mark. You know, and then in that last quarter, piled on four goals to zero. And we just... We took we took the game on. We played footy. We didn't we didn't play this stupid kick mark, no risk, kick it backwards shit, you know. We we played well. And that's it, it's promising to see because if we continue to play like that, I think I think we'll make finals, well, definitely. The third quarter, Melbourne ran away with it. Dominated. Um, that's know. when the rain really started to come down. That's when Ben Brown he kicked his third goal. Um, yeah, so Shannon Hearn went down um, with a slight hamstring. Jaden Hunt was quarter. also out, yeah. and um, Josh Kennedy also went down to the rooms for. A he bit. was out for about eighteen, twenty minutes. Or yeah, something like that. so got his knees strapped up, but should be good to go um, for the derby. But yeah, um, weird a, a, game. A, a player I was quite impressed with, uh, local boy Luke Jackson. Yeah, you know, he huge had a game. great game last week. Twenty-one touches. Yeah. Huge game. He had a great game last week, and he held his own against Nick Natanui, a player that he's quoted he has idolised. Yeah. You know, growing up in Perth, got, watching um, Natanui play, I think there was a few times that Natanui like took him under his wing, showed him around, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good story, you know, to be able to play against one of your idols. Yeah. And he he held his own. Yep. Agreed. All right. So now we have our five questions from the round. So let me get started. Mm-hmm. So my first question. So, Taylor Walker was suspended for six weeks and fined $20,000 for racially abusing a player in an SANFL game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And do you think it's worthy? It's a worthy suspension and fine? Absolutely. There is no place for racism in our game. Um, you know, you go back to situations with Adam Goods, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I, think, I think that the AFL has handled this perfectly. Um, there's abs- even though it didn't occur during an AFL game, he's still one of the most influential players in the Adelaide Football Club, and you know they're, they're showing no special treatment to him whatsoever. It's a hard fight. He and he um, did you see his interview that he did in his apology? Yeah, I didn't. I felt I, like, I, I felt like was, he was in detention. You know, yeah, it was he was, was being forced to read. I think it was bullshit. Um, if, if I must say, abso- absolutely no place for that. Yeah. So what he what he said as well. We're not going to repeat it, but you know. Yeah. Well, the weird thing about the situation was he wasn't even playing, so he was in a huddle talking to his team. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is, one of those players had dobbed him in. They reported him. It was um, him. one of the officials. It was one of the yeah. officials. So I respect think that's, yeah, respect to that great person. courage, you know, to go to go and. Um, you know, report someone so high but up in the AFL. I community. definitely agree with the with the fine. How much was he fined? Twenty k, twenty thousand dollars, and he has to be um, educated on um, on indigenous culture and um, all that type. Well, of I'm stuff. pretty sure I saw something as well that um, you know he might not even have a contract. Yeah, going so into next season as the well. Adelaide CEO doesn't know whether Tex will play on with uh, Adelaide next season. I personally think... I don't think he should. He's already at the end of his career anyways. This is... It's a bad way to go out, but I don't, I 
don't think he comes okay, back. Well, while, we, while, while we're still talking about this, um, I'll skip over my first question for now. But my my first question for you was going to be, um, will Taylor Walker play next season? And I you've just, just said... I don't think he will. No, and I'd, I'd have to agree there. You know, I, I, he's on the way out anyway, as you said. Yeah. Um, and this is just... I think it's, he's it's done. A bad, yeah, it's a bad um, situation. You know, I'm sure in in the time he was thinking nothing of it. He's absolutely ruined his image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's lost a lot of respect from people within Adelaide, and you know, yeah. a lot of fans across the AFL. Um, but yeah, as I say before, um, there is no place for racism. You know, in the in the game of AFL or anywhere, anywhere. in the world for that matter. Yeah, um, agreed. But yeah, no. I don't think um, he'll play next season just after all of this either. I don't either. All right, um, let's move on to my second question. Mm-hmm. So, who gets the fi- uh, the final two spots in the eight with two games left to play? Okay, well, we go, you know, as we've been mentioning all podcasts, it is the race is so tight. So, in seventh spot, we've got the Eagles. They're on 40 points. A half game behind them is Giants sitting in eighth. Yeah. Um, that's due to the draw. Uh, who was it against? North Melbourne, I yep. believe. Yeah. Um, and then right at their heels, Essendon, Richmond, St Kilda, Fremantle, all on 36 premiership points. Yep. So, you know, if Eagles drop the game against Frio and Essendon, Richmond, any of those teams... Well, we win, don't... I don't think we beat Brisbane in Brisbane. So, well, that's, if we um, drop... Round 23. Yeah, okay. so if we drop this game at if we drop this derby um that could be i think we're no done. finals i think we're done but yeah um so who for, who gets those top spots so i i say we do win the derby so i've got west coast in seventh or eighth i'm not gonna put exact positions i'm just gonna have the final two spots mm-hmm. so i have west oh, excuse me <clears throat> i have west coast and essendon West Coast and Essendon? Yeah, uh, West Coast and Essendon. <laughs> mm, well, let's have a look. So, round 22, the Giants are versing Richmond. And this is a huge game. This is a massive game. Uh, li- we'll come to it a bit later, but the stakes in this game are so massive. high. Yeah. If um, Giants win this game, you know, I think they take... Um, and they'll, they'll be in the finals, I think. Um, well, who are they... Versing round twenty three, Carlton Giants have a relatively easy, uh, well, relatively easy. They're versing Richmond, um, but you know, I think they have I a think, shot. I think out of the teams from eighth below, Essendon has the easiest last two games. Well, they've got Gold, Gold Coast, Coast and, Collingwood. and Collingwood. Yeah, if they win those two, they make finals. You know, and coming off a huge game against top of the ladder Western Bulldogs. To see Essendon drop one of those games is just going to be such a disappointment. But then again, you can't you can't be disappointed in the season as a whole no, because no. you weren't we weren't expected. Yeah, no. yeah, you weren't expected to be in this position. So I'm not. I can't give you a top two. You know, I want to see Essendon in there because they're my team. But the Giants are just so on at the moment, and yeah. you know, going against Richmond, ah, oh, I'm going to be watching that game. Well, who do so Richmond have? Hawthorne and um, uh, GWS. Well, that's why the GWS game so, is so huge. St Kilda and Geelong. Uh, St Kilda has Geelong and also Frio. Mm-hmm. I think just because they're playing Geelong in Geelong, they lose. They're not making finals. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Frio play West Coast and St Kilda. Um, Frio are done, in my opinion. See, it's get, it's getting to that point in the season where you know so, the home and away season has finals. I think games. I think you can rule out St Kilda and Frio. So mm-hmm. the only three options you can have are GWS, Essendon, and Richmond. So the the formula for GWS making the finals is they win both their games, they make finals. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And yeah. they play... So if they, they got the tough game this week against Richmond, but then they play Carlton. And that draw is so huge. Massive. Because that extra two that's points what I puts mean. them so above if Essendon they, if they win both of their games. That's what I mean. So they win both their games... They're, they're locked in. Mm-hmm. They they will make finals. Uh, but if they drop one, it's up to either Essendon or Richmond to win both. So, G- if GWS... Well, the game they drop is going to be... is I reckon the only so, chance is Richmond. Yeah, so if GWS drop one of their games, it will probably be to Richmond. So that means Richmond, all they have to do is beat Hawthorne mm-hmm. and they make finals. But if Essendon win both of their games in GWS drop one, well, they make have finals. The, Essendon have the better That's percentage. That's what I mean. Yeah. But if Richmond beat Hawthorne by a big by a big margin, then they could jump ahead of Essendon. So it's going to get really tight. <laughs> so the, in the, these ma- last... the maths is just so crazy. Yeah, it's going to get really tight. There's so the many last... things that can happen, and there's no way I can accurately give you my top two. Just well, because... I think I think West Coast finished seventh. You just need to beat Freo this week. Yeah, we just need to beat Freo and we'll make seventh. Mm-hmm. I I think that'll happen. So, I think we finish seventh. But then again, I also said Essendon make that last last spot. You reckon they'll be able to complete that? Yep. All right. So on to my last. Whoa, question. whoa, 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 whoa! Oh. It's my question. Oh, mate. Yeah, Slow you down. Go. So, oh, I'm a bit keen. Sorry. Um. So. This um, has been a talking point for a while. So recently, the MC, uh, sorry, the AFL announced that they'd be looking to play the grand final in Melbourne back yep. at the MCG. But you know, uh, Victoria has gone into their what sixth lockdown now with a spike in cases. So my question to you is: with the COVID situation, should the AFL look to scrap? So it's always been the highest team. So whoever finishes higher on the ladder gets the home final. Yeah. Yep. Um, should they scrap that for just in the interest of generating revenue and playing games in front of a crowd? So should they no. play at a neutral venue? No. You don't think they no. should? So you, if, you've that, that, if you've earned that home final, you play that final at home unless you cannot. But or there's unless no crowd. you choose not to. There's no crowd. Yeah, but if you choose not to, then by all means... Is it the club's decision though? Yes. Because the AFL needs to make money it's a business all right as it much as business. it's a sport it's a business it is and they have lost so much money due to covid all right so can the afl override that and say that you guys are playing here well it was different last year because the afl like for the teams the melbourne teams for example mm-hmm. they couldn't play their games in melbourne they couldn't because no. yeah but that's what i'm saying so right now there's lockdowns in melbourne mm-hmm. But you're able to play games there. You can play games, so but it's going to be in front of no one. Yeah, but my point is that they're having the grand. They've Gills locked it in that they're having the grand final there, regardless of any COVID situation. That just shows you enough. Okay, well that they're not they're not caring. They're they're caring about the spirit of the game. Okay, I'm not asking. So I'm not asking. It, I'm not asking you what Gills saying. I'm asking as a fan, as a fan, would you rather watch the AFL grand final? Played in front of no fans, nobody, 
or would you rather have an AFL grand final say in Perth? I'd rather, yeah. Yeah, I would. So as a fan, you'd rather that? I would, but it's in fairness of the competition. You can't just move a game to, let's say, so let's, all right, let's, a hypothetical. So let's say you move a game from Melbourne to, let's say, Queensland, Mm -hmm. yet you're playing a Queensland team. Okay. So um, um, you're playing a Queensland okay, team. There's an advantage for the that's Queensland what I mean. Team. I know, I know it's what you're in saying fairness that. of the competition that you have. However, if you're allowed to play in that state, you are allowed to have that home game. Okay, but however, so take take the um, ladder at the moment. So so what we've got um, Bulldogs and Geelong. Okay, so two Victorian teams there. So yeah, they're but sec- they're, they're second and third. Okay. Yeah, that game could either be played. Um, so, Western Bulldogs home ground. Where's that? Marvel. Yep. Yep. And in the current situation, there's no crowd. All right. That finals matchup, which is huge, Western Bulldogs versus Geelong Cats. That's a huge game, and anyone's going to go watch that in the finals. All yep. Right? If you had the opportunity to move that to a neutral venue, say, you know, even Tasmania, for example, the home right? team has to decide if they want to or not because you can have. So, right now, they're playing games in Melbourne, aren't they? They are. They are. They're so not that, final games, though. Regardless, they're still playing games there. Mm-hmm. If they wanted money, they'd go play those games in another state where they can still make more money. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. So, regardless of if it's finals or regular season, mm-hmm. people are still going to show up. So, How can people show up where there's no crowd? Yeah, I'm saying regardless of if it's the finals or the home and away season, if you're allowed a crowd, mm-hmm. people are going to show up. Yeah, well, that, so yeah, I agree there. If they're trying to make money, uh-huh. why wouldn't they move those games out of Melbourne? That's... Oh, no, sorry, like, for the right, home, yeah, for the yeah, home, for the home and, away and away season, yeah, why okay. aren't they moving them okay. out of Melbourne? Yeah, no, I... Okay, I can... Yeah. So, if you can see my point there, why yeah. would they move them out of Melbourne for the finals? What's the to difference? play in front of a crowd, would I like? I'm not saying I'm not asking as a legitimate. Okay, I'm asking as a fan. Oh, well, as a fan, that, yes, that was the question. Yes, I would let, like let, to let, see let me it. Repeat the question let, for you. Yeah, I know, but I, I understand what you're saying. But if it was, let's a hypothetical here. If it was your team mm-hmm. that you are a fan of, mm-hmm. and they have a home final, mm-hmm. would you want them? And but there's no crowd. But they have. They're playing. Let's say they're playing an interstate team in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Would you want that final move? Okay. Well, just just because I know in for West Coast, I wouldn't want the game moved. Yeah, no, I don't care if there's a crowd. No, that's be- that's because you know they're so good at home. All right. Exactly. But if you you, you, go, you go back final, to the, you go back to this um, earlier in the year when Essendon played Eagles in at Optus, Essendon was still able to get that win in front of a crowd. I know, but okay. I'm saying if you earn a home final. Mm-hmm. You have that home final. Mm-hmm. If you can play at your home venue, mm-hmm. but you play one, one of the one of the big factors about you know it being a home final is the crowd. Okay, it, it you've got the ground. All right, take take Geelong for example. They had a home they had a home game at GMHBA with no crowd. You know, football's football. You can go out onto any field and play a game of football. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you can do that. All right, I'm saying. Or my question to you is, is the fans more important here and raising money? No. No. You don't think so? No. 
In fairness okay. of the competition, you have to, if okay. they're allowed to play a game at okay. their home venue, you keep it there. All right. So if the situation was flipped and you know, you know, Perth was in a major lockdown and Eagles had made the finals and they were versing you know a Victorian team, and you know they had that home final at Optus and yeah. you couldn't go. All right. Right. Are you are you happy with them playing in front of no crowd just at Optus? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Get on to your next question. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, so, my last question. Do you think Toby Green should have been suspended for what happened with Patrick Dangerfield? I think we can agree on this one. I'm I'm um, saying no. Because his name's Toby Green. Yeah. It's, it's like, what was it? It got looked at. Someone said. I can't remember just, who it was. It was just an accidental elbow. Patrick Dangerfield did the exact same thing in last year's in the grand, grand final. final. Yeah. Knocked out Nick Lawson mm-hmm. and didn't get suspended. Mm-hmm. Whereas Toby Green accidentally hits him in the throat. A football move. <laughs> he ra- he raised his elbow. He, he did. I get well, in, I get in, in the game in the game at the time, you know, it happens so fast. And as a football player, you know... And as a person, your instinct is to protect yourself. Okay? Well, they're at the tribunal he, right now, and he's and he's um hit Dangerfield in the throat, which has sent him to hospital. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. The fact he's gone to hospital, it wasn't as bad as they initially initially thought. Yep. Um, I don't think he should be suspended for it. I don't. Um, and that's another thing that goes into um the game against Richmond is. If Toby Green is suspended, you know that's a huge loss, and they've already lost, and the Giants well, have already lost. They're in players. the they're in the tribunal right now, mm-hmm. so I'll read the the latest um, story that's come out of that. So, okay. seventeen minutes ago, uh, Chairman Ross Howie is now summarising for the jury. He says the jury must first decide if Green's conduct was uh, prudent in all in all the circumstances. He draws attention to the differing ways Green's actions were classified by Gleason and Anderson as a technique and a reflex action. Yeah, I agree with that. If the jury decides his actions were careless, they will then decide whether the impact was medium or high. If they decide his actions were not careless, Green will be cleared. They will now deliberate and will have a result as soon as it is announced. So, it should be announced in the next 20 minutes, I should say. Okay. But... Very interesting. I think he gets off. I think they label it as not careless. Mm. Well, too uh, far. It's too fast to say it's not careless. Like Patrick it's not, Dangerfield. It's not like he wrapped, like you know, got a fist and hit Dangerfield. He's literally picked up the ball. He's seen someone in front of him. He's lifted his arms. You can't really say he, it's not careless. It was literally in a split second. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking in his head. All right, I'm going to elbow no, Patrick Dangerfield in the throat here. Like. It's. I. I think they have to label it the as the not circumstances. Careless. The circumstances which resulted were unfortunate. You know, him getting knocked in the throat. That's a, that is unfortunate, but it's not the head. No, and it's and it's not and it's green, not careless. It's not green going. You know what I want to. And it's knock yeah exactly. Field. It's not careless. It was mm-hmm. in a split second. No, it's, it's not. A, I careless. think it's a it's a football play. Um, you know that happens all the time. You're gonna get hits and bumps. That, that's footy. Mm-hmm. It happens. All um, right, so we reckon he'll get off. Yeah, let's move on to our round predictions. So we don't know the dates and times of these games. No. I only know the 
date and time of one, and that's West Coast and Frio, and that's on Sunday, Arvo. No, the AFL is just so crazy at the moment with COVID that yep. it's hard to get fixtures All sorted. right, so we'll just go off uh, the games in order on the AFL app. So the Lions uh, and the Pies at the Gabba. So the Lions need to win to uh, try for the minimum chance of top four and to keep fifth because if Sydney win, then they'll go to sixth. So mm-hmm. they need to win this game. Brisbane, I, th- I, I think Brisbane will win here, especially. I see, I see them winning by 25 points. Especially in Queensland. Yeah. Um, Easy I, win. I think they get the win here. The way they were able to just absolutely annihilate Frio, I think it's that big confidence booster for them. Um, yeah, I can see them winning by 40-plus potentially here as well, especially yep. against Collingwood, who just got beaten by Hawthorne. Yep, easy. Okay. All right, um, and then we have uh, Geelong and St. Kilda at GMHBA. The Saints simply must win to keep their finals chances alive. Well, that's it. We're going to be saying this if, for if, every team. I know. If they lose, they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've got the Cats too well, strong. Well, Geelong are playing for a minor premiership as well. Yep, so the Cats... Cats are going to be too strong here. They're going to bounce back. Go- so you think, um, even regardless at GMHBA, you know, yep. coming off that loss to the Giants, um, nope. Cats will be able to come back. Yep. I, I would have to agree. I'm hoping the Cats win just uh, so Essendon can sneak in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see the Cats winning here. Yep. Um, and then we have Gold Coast and Essendon at Metricon Stadium. Come on, Stadium. Bombers. So same goes for the Bombers. Must win game to keep finals hopes alive. Mm-hmm. I see them doing that. I see yeah. them winning by 15 points. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of defensive attention is now going to be shifted to Peter Wright as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Essendon um, coming off a huge confidence booster against the top of the table at the time. Um, I do see them winning by 25 plus here. Yep. Okay. Um, and then we have huge game. This is the game Giants, of the round. Giants and the Tigers at an unknown venue just yet. They were supposed to play at Giants Stadium, but... Obviously can't play in Sydney, so I'd say probably Melbourne or Queens. Probably not Melbourne, actually. Maybe Queensland. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, massive game. Whoever wins could lock their position in the top eight. If so. Giants win, they make the top eight, in my opinion. Yep. Um, if Richmond win, it gets very interesting. It, it gets very yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, but I've got the Giants by eight points, just getting over the line. Sneaking over. I also see Toby Green playing that game. Okay. Um so. If Toby Green doesn't play, I'd see Richmond getting yeah, up here. But I have Toby Green playing, mm-hmm. so I yeah. see them. I'm not disagreeing with you. Calm down. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to back Richmond in here just because, oh. just because I I want it to be interesting. I like a little bit of spice in the AFL, and I think that's what's going to happen. Um, Hawthorne versus Western Bulldogs in Tassie. So this will be played in Tasmania. Uh, not much to say. Dogs with a big win take top spot back for. A brief time. Yeah, Bulldogs will pull through here, in my opinion. Got them by seven um, goals. You know, Hawthorne have taken Simple. it to the top teams before, but... They're not winning this game. No, I don't think... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the forward line goes without Josh Bruce. Um, do you know if Dunkley will be back for this game, or is he going to come back a bit later? Uh, probably one the second last... Oh, sorry, maybe the last round, or maybe the finals. Mm. Not too sure. Okay, well, I've got Bulldogs winning quite comfortably 30-plus. Yep. Uh, same here and then we've got the D's and the Crows at the MCG D's with a big win yeah D's um, looking for that minor premiership as well yep. so at the moment at this round it looks like all the teams um, who are competing for that minor premiership are going to get wins yeah, so I don't so see a reshuffle too much D's I've got the D's by 35 D's by 35 against the Crows yep 
Um, and then we've got North and uh, Sydney at Marvel Stadium. Um, Sydney bounce back. Yeah, Sydney get back on track and they try to take back that and fifth spot. They they smack at, uh, North Melbourne into a wooden spoon. I think yeah. for this game. Yep, uh, I've got this, I've got the Swans by four goals. Uh, I'd probably go. Oh. four goals. North will put up a fight, but as well, they always do now. Yeah, but. North are a team of two halves, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I think four goals is a pretty good, yep. pretty good um, um, margin. Then we've got Port and uh, Carlton at Adelaide Oval. So Carlton just looks shot. Port should win comfortably, but I'm unsure. I think this is a big game for Charlie Dixon as well to get back into a You'll have into Weird, form. He'll have Jacob Weedering on Well, him. yeah, that's going to be an interesting matchup. You know, Carlton ha- have that elite defender in Jacob Weedering. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Dixon goes against him um, because, as we say, he is an elite defender and teams are going to, you know, follow yeah. his kind of process in stopping Dixon. Well, regardless, I've got Port by 28 points. I'd say then, Port by 35. Um, this is my game of the round. West Coast and Frio at, uh, at Optus. Um, so it's going to be game of the round because you're going to have fifty-five to 60,000 there. Oh, here you are bringing up the fans. Yeah, but you're going to have fifty-five to 60,000 there. But it's, a mini, about that. it's a mini final with both teams playing for a spot in the top eight. Mm. So I, I've, I've got the Eagles winning Wh- by... Whose home game is it? Uh, Frio, but it doesn't really matter. But I've got West Coast by 12 points. I see us bouncing back after a few bad losses. I think you'll beat them by more than 12. I've, I've, got, I, it, I've got it close. I, I think it's going to be closer than what people think. No, I, I think um, Eagles should win comfortably here. Um, if, if they can play anything like that last 16 minutes, yeah. they're going to win. Yeah. Um, Fremantle just have, you know, their midfield really needs to bounce back. and No Andy Brayshaw no in there Brayshaw, either. I don't no Brayshaw, think. no five. Yeah. You know, it makes it very difficult. So, you know, your Chera... Um, Monday's going to have to step up as well. So I see Eagles winning here and, um, you know, solidifying their place in the finals. Yep, agreed. All right. Well, that wraps uh, episode six of the 23rd Man podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks, guys. Enjoy this round of footy. It's going to be a big one.